0: Hello and welcome to the 7th Desert Island Punks podcast. I'm Jake and I play in punk rock band Jake and the Jellyfish and this is my podcast where I interview friends of mine and people I admire in the punk rock scene. I ask them what five albums, book and luxury item they would take to a desert island and we chat about how those choices influence who they are today. This week I'm joined by hardcore legend Lou Collar. I'm sick of it all. Uh, We sat down this year's Punk Rock Holiday and talked Twisted Sisters, Stephen King and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, I met Lou maybe a minute before we started this conversation, so it takes a little while for us to get into the flow. Uh, Mainly due to me being a bit intimidated initially, which ultimately was completely ridiculous as he genuinely couldn't be lovelier and welcoming. Um, We were also a little limited with time, so I stuck a bunch of Desert Island Drunks questions at the end, which was an idea I did at Punk Rock Holiday where... I asked friends of mine slightly different takes on the desert island questions and when we were pissed at punk rock holiday, and it's just a whole bunch of fun. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed the interview. Um, I really loved it as you clearly grew up a metal head, which I can definitely relate to. Um, enjoy and subscribe and rate and all that nonsense. Cheers. Cool. Uh, well, Luke, Thank you very much for coming out. <laughs> like, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah. Um, how you doing?
1: I'm good, I'm good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, how's uh have you
1: been on tour? Or is this Yeah, like yeah, we've been uh, it's this is the last part of it. There's six shows including tonight and then uh, we were out for two and a half weeks before that. Sure, so. And then you're off home tomorrow. Hmm? You're off home tomorrow? Uh no, no. We have six more shows and then we go home. Oh, okay. And cool. then uh then we have all of September off. Thank God. But yeah, so you <laughs> can
0: go home and see family
1: and see. Yeah, yeah. It's cool, Just man. Relax.
0: Yeah. Um, so, are you familiar with the the podcast concept?
1: Yes, I, I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Did John T. <laughs> fill you in? Yeah. A <laughs> little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool, yeah. man. Um, well, yeah. So I'm gonna take you I away. I was
1: trying to prepare, but then I was just like, it's hard, man. It yeah. not,
0: it's not an easy thing to do. No. So uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna so I'm gonna send you away, and you are deserted I'm on on, this a, on a desert island. And how many
1: discs do I get? You get five. Oh, that's. That's all right.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna give you five, five hours.
1: See, that's tough because it <laughs> doesn't
0: have to be punky though. Oh, I anything? know. Yeah. Well, right
1: off the bat, I was, I've been thinking about this. Uh, when Jonathan asked me, the first one that popped in my head was, and uh, some people might not. I, I, I bring uh, Motorhead, uh, No Sleep till Hammersmith. Sick. I don't know why. I just love that one. Like I love a lot of Motorhead albums. Yeah. But that one, I just i always find myself going back to listening to that one sure yeah you
0: know? like uh i mean thing it's is- got a lot
1: of the the early stuff you know but it's it's the classic lineup you know yeah
0: yeah and like the thing is with motorhead is they're pretty close to punk really aren't they like, yeah yeah like it's a uh, they're more well, that's like- the one
1: that you, you look at like metalheads punks whatever everybody some there's always that motorhead crossover you know yeah i, mean, I didn't get to see them oh no i saw them uh, uh what do you call it? They opened for Blizzard of Oz, Ozzy's solo band. Yeah, sure. It was a classic lineup. But then I, I went uh, to like five shows, four shows of them when they played in the New York area with Brian Robertson on the another perfect day tour, which is another great, I, it's a motorhead out album my love, but yeah, a lot of yeah. people don't. But my go-to one is definitely No Sleep to Harrison. I
0: mean, they've just got so much <coughs> material, haven't they? Yeah. Like, and, it's, and it's all killer. It's like, yes, it's, yes, it's, that's true. Um, cool. Uh, mm-hmm. What would be
1: your second one? I'm sticking with my classics. I'm going to Black Sabbath, Masters of Reality. Rad. It's another It's another one where it's... it's the first four Sabbath albums are amazing to me and I don't know... But again, Masters of Real, Reality is the one that I always gravitate towards. You know, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's got... I think it's... Just, I love the sound on that one. I mean, it just seemed... Thicker, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's kind of the one they, they experimented on a bit. As yeah, well, didn't well it's it? the one I
1: think that, I mean, all of Sabbath would uh, influence the whole doom sound, you know, like the whole yeah. uh, and and stoner rock. But uh, I think Masters is the one that they all go to, at yeah. least in my eyes.
0: You know. so did did like you? Did you grow up listening to it? Or is that oh like... yeah,
1: when I was a kid, uh, me and Pete, we have two older brothers, and they would play us stuff, and I remember hearing the first Black Sabbath album. Which is another one of my favorites, when it began it was so scary as a little kid to hear yeah, that, yeah. The, the rain and, and then then the, the bell, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but Masters is so that I love, it's so heavy.
0: Yeah, I, kinda, I never got to see him live, and I don't think I ever will now, like, I think they're the, the
1: first time I saw them uh, was with Dio, that he had just joined and he did the Heaven and Hell tour, and I saw me and my brother Pete went, and uh, it was great. And I didn't get seen with Ozzy until the farewell tour, and it was, the sound was amazing. I don't know who their sound guy was, but I've been to countless shows at Madison Square Garden as a teenager. Mm -hmm. And then going there, it was so loud, but so clear. Like you could hear everything. It was beautiful. It's also
0: like those big arenas are not easy for someone. Like just bouncing back all over the place and stuff. Yeah, I kind of was, I was really gutted because I think he's a really funny front man. Do you know what I mean? Like he's. Yeah. He's just really entertaining to watch, do you know what I
1: mean? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> oh, it was good.
0: Yeah, so I suppose like, is that like, would, was his like, his front man, like, his like, how he goes about it? Did that have any influence on like, how you do it in particular? He's
1: one of them that, it's like, I don't think it's like, I, I study what he did, but I like that he, there was some interview and somebody asked him about him uh, being a singer. He goes, I'm not a singer, I'm a front man. And that's how I feel. I don't yeah. really sing, I scream like an idiot. And uh, I, I think take it more as that, as I'm a, more of a front man than a singer. Yeah, know? I think it's a pretty and, decent uh, distinction. I steal a lot of my material from uh, the, this guy Jimmy Gestapo from the band Murphy's Law in oh, yeah. New York. They were. In the eighties they were huge. They they were they went out on tour with freaking the Beastie Boys, you know? And, yeah, that's, uh, and, that's were, and Jimmy is a uh, You put him in front of any crowd. He's done metal festivals. This band is just pure like punk rock and roll. And they go on metal festivals, he kills it. They go on well, out with the Beastie Boys, they killed it every night, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. They incorporate Sky, they incorporate whatever, you know. They're a great band. But yeah. he was so entertaining and he... He just has a way of getting the audience going. Even, yeah. even to this day, you
0: know. Yeah, I mean that's is I, I, I like your distinction between front man and singer. I mean they obviously cross over. Yeah. But like you can be a great singer, but if you're just standing there in the corner, like you're not gonna win over crowds. Like yeah, here, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's gonna be hard. I mean, hard you'll to have do.
1: people that have like you know being all of your ability to sing, but I mean you have to for. I think for especially rock music and, or, or whatever you want to call it, that you have to be an entertainer, you have to engage the audience. Yeah,
0: you know? absolutely, man. Um, so what would be your third record? So this is a
1: hard one because I don't know a specific album of theirs and I hate to say, oh, greatest hits of, but yeah. when I was growing up and driving around, like whenever my dad would drive us somewhere, he'd always play the radio and it would always be some stuff from Motown. I always loved the Supremes. Yeah, and sure. Man. I still, and I, and again, I don't listen to a certain album, but I, I would have to say like some kind of compilation of the Supremes because okay, cool. I fucking love it.
0: But they're they're very much like they're kind of a compilation album in a way, aren't they? Sort of, <laughs> exactly. Sort of like yeah. they like band like they're one of those bands that like <laughs> have so many hits. But. And it's so
1: weird is if you go into their catalogs, especially now with the internet. But I remember when I was uh, buying a lot of their records, I would always get these best ofs, and then I'd go deeper, and they would have albums where they covered like almost. It was like oh, Beatles songs they covered and yeah. this, and yeah. uh, other whatever was popular at the time. The Supremes were singing it too, and I was yeah, like, that's yeah. so strange, you know. But I like all that shit. I like the the Ronettes. I like the whole uh, girl group thing in the 60s and the early 70s. Yeah, too. very interesting stuff yeah, yeah. too. Like uh, what's the name of the band? Uh, the ones that they sang the song "Leader Leader of the Pack." I can't remember their name right now. The okay, Shirelles cool. or the Shandells or whatever. But I have to find the the. They were 16 when they recorded that song. They went on tour. They yeah. were from my area in, yeah, yeah. in New York City, in Queens. And the girl was 16. She goes, I was going out on tour. And uh, she's cleaning out, a, going through her purse. And she pulls out a pistol. And everybody freaks out. And she goes, I'm fucking 16. I'm going on a road with all these rock and rollers. I'm pinging a gun. And it's like... <laughs> so that stuff fascinates me but yeah, yeah I love that music the harmonies you yeah know, it's, it's the vocal it's,
0: arrangements in, in I, there it's, and it's, it's also for me
1: it's like you know as soon as I hear it it takes you back to like being in your dad's car driving wherever the fuck we're driving to for hours you just sit there listening to it you know? yeah I think
0: like, and that's uh, like same with speaking to a lot of people on this podcast like, it's a reoccurring theme of like getting in your parents' car and what the CDs they have exactly Yeah. Like, you know like stick yeah. often stick with you for a long long time yeah like regardless it, of you know like well, like Simon and Garfunkel was just stuck with me throughout my yeah. entire life because See, yeah. it was just one of the four CDs always. that's
1: another one that's something that's like uh, I grew up growing up in Queens they were from Queens and you know we could relate to all those the song me and Julio down by the schoolyard because we yeah. all go to the schoolyard to play handball and, and stuff like that so you know, it's all triggers oh, yeah it's great
0: definitely um, so album number four
1: Oof. Some people might not agree with it, but I, I love these guys. We've loved them since we were kids because, again, growing up in New York City, it was our, uh, they were like the champions of New York. Um, Twisted Sister. Cool, man. See, Under the Blade, I'm going to go with their first actual vinyl album because those are most of the songs that I grew up with. Uh, they were like the kings of the New York clubs. They were out at the same time as Ramones were selling out CBGBs. these guys were selling out a thousand people club. Anywhere Long Island New Jersey yeah. You know And they had the, the funny thing is Is a lot of people When you say When we talk about Twisted Sister All they know is We're not gonna take it yeah. Oh it's a catchy song it's, But they were so raw Live Like I was lucky enough To see them Before they had a record deal uh, Before they had Any radio play They played For the first time ever They played in In Manhattan They would always play Long Island Or Queens Or Brooklyn yeah. All around Manhattan They never played In Manhattan So uh, they have a great documentary and they talk about it when they played Manhattan they sold it out within hours of yeah, I mean, that's of back like in, back they, in the day was, well. it was a place called the Palladium which yeah. is a very it used to be it's not there anymore it was a famous club and they had a it was about I think 1500 people or more and they sold it out in and it had no radio because back then you needed radio play. yeah sure yeah and I was lucky enough to have my best friend's older brother was a Twisted Sister fanatic and he got me and him tickets and took us to it yeah and it was one of the Again another front man that I look at I'm like, that's how you have to be. Don't take no for an answer from the crowd. Yeah, you know D. Snyder was very good at riling up an audience, you know.
0: He's like uh there were they like I mean obviously I wasn't really around when they were hitting it big, but I've watched I, I grew up a bit of a metalhead. Yeah. So, like, uh, it sounds like you did as well to. to oh, say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, but I've, I've watched documentaries and stuff about it. And, like, they just looked like they were, like, a really exciting band at the time. You yeah. know, like, when they first well, came D. out. It
1: definitely was. He was wild, you know, the whole band. Uh, but I love that album because, you know, it's, it's just the songs that we used to see them play. And we would tape, they would have them live on the radio. Again, before they had any record deals, and we would tape. We'd sit up and tape them the the yeah. live shows and play them old. wear like the a, tapes hope out. You, hope you cut out the voice of the presenter. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> you
0: know, like and then trying exactly. To, yeah, yeah. Trying to get it before they come in.
1: Oh, but it was. It's that's a. It's a great. It's a great debut. Any of their albums were good. Like you know, up until. Uh, Stay hungry. Everything after that kind of got weird and weak, and I, I had outgrown it by then. But I still always loved to go see them live. Yeah. You know, but Under the Blade was the first album they did, and You Can't Stop Rock and Roll is good too, but Under the Blade for me. Yeah, you know?
0: Yeah, fair enough, man. Um, so I think, I think that's number f- now number five.
1: I think that's five. Yeah. All right. This is a real tough one because I had three that I was trying to fit in because they're the along with Motorhead and Black Sabbath they were three other huge influences on me and it was either Agnostic Front's Victim in Pain uh, Crow mags Asia Quarrel or any of the first four Bad Brain records and I'm oh, cool. stuck at those records I don't know which ones What's, to choose uh,
0: if you would if I
1: had to yeah. I would have to say uh, Bad Brain's Raw Tape that's it's, it's yeah they it's insane it, the, the blueprint you know I mean it's just such raw energy. It's yeah, so yeah. good. It's
0: interesting as well because the way it, like like it, the recording like the production of it is like yeah. so raw, isn't it? Yeah. Like, like almost yeah. like some of those early stuff. Like I,
1: I, I also like the, the Rock for Light album which came after that but a lot of people they didn't like that. They said uh, what's his name? Rico Kas- Kasich from The Cars produced it and they all said that they didn't like it because it was too slick it was too you know this and that but it's got the song Rock for Light, which I fucking love, but yeah. I always choose the rock because it's, it's got all the classic. And when I put it on, it takes me, I guess, it just, it affects me still like when I was a teenager. I mean, there was some, you know, like when you put it on and it, go, and it goes into uh, like band from DC from the, the song before, and it's just like that bass riff, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah and like, you and still get that like sort of rush. Yeah. 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 yeah it's definitely like this, was, this wasn't easy because like I mean I still haven't even touched the Misfits were a huge influence on me and I go with the classic Walk Among Us you know yeah. I would go with that but you know it's like you had to narrow it down to five yeah it's fun, it's fun because people it people is.
0: always throwing in curveballs that you're not expecting yeah. and stuff because it's like it was well, pretty
1: straightforward I think I think a lot of people would be inspired with the Supremes I mean I like the Smiths too I could have brought that up or the Cure but yeah that's why I'd be sitting on the desk and i am go, damn, I should have bought that Cure record.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess I'll listen to the Supremes again.
0: <laughs> so uh, then we also ask, uh, what book would you take?
1: Oh, that's a hard one. God. Maybe I'd so. have to take a good, like, a, a good, yeah, long, a good horror story. I like horror stories. So yeah. there's either by, uh, um, it's not long, but it's, it's a book called uh, The Rising by Brian Keene. He kind of revamped with that book. He he gave birth to the the whole zombie craze again. Yeah. Back in the I think it was the early 90s. He wrote that book, and all of a sudden it just kicked off. Even the guy who uh, Robert Kirkman, who wrote uh, The Looking Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. He said it said yeah that's one of the reasons I wanted to do a zombie comic because of the movies and I read his book. Yeah. And then uh, either that or. or you Stephen King fan? I like Stephen King I, you know it's one that I, I I just read and I want to re- I read it a while uh, about a year ago and I want to re- re-read it and I think it's underrated is The Cell so I've not read. I them. like that one. It, yeah. It's like kind of like his take on a zombie. thing. Uh, yeah. but it's crazy. I'm a, I'm a. I've read like 22
0: Stephen King books. <laughs> yeah, like I'm kind of.
1: Do you ever read his son's stuff, Joe Hill?
0: I read Heartshaped Box. I think. Was
1: that? I didn't read that. My brother read it. I just got the Nosferatu book and I haven't read it yet. But my brother says, my brother Pete, who's in the band, he says. It's a great, scary book. A lot of yeah, atmosphere. It's
0: cool. I, I I really enjoyed about half of it. And okay. then half of it, I kind of like powered through.
1: But yeah, see, that's why. See, a lot of my friends, and, and I find this... I haven't read a lot of Stephen King. I got read Pet Sematary, and I liked it. I really liked it. A lot of my friends yeah. say oh, I that. Love it, Pet so sometimes me. his stuff plods. But, yeah. like...
0: He he's got a, a like, lot of detail. He's got... It's got a bit of an issue with endings, but it's the... That's the one. That's yeah. what everybody says. But it's like, it's the people, though. Like, um, you should read, if you haven't, uh, 11, twenty-two sixty-three. No, I haven't read that one that yet. Is I've heard Incredible. It. It's like, um, but yeah, it's about the people, man. Like, you believe in them and you, you yeah. care about them.
1: That's the trick of a good writer, getting you to care about the characters. Yeah. It's like, he's the
0: epitome of, like, it's not about <laughs> the destination. Do like, you know what I mean? Um, and then you get a luxury item. So you can well, a luxury some. item. Yeah. So, like, usually phones aren't allowed, things like that. But, yeah.
1: like, so no TVs. No,
0: you can have a TV if you wanted. Do I get reception
1: though? No. You get. <laughs> oh, it's limited. It's got. You get two channels. Oh, uh, god. a TV, I'd probably make. Uh, yeah, probably a TV, just to yeah. relax. Yeah. I don't even. Sometimes like. I don't even have actual cable anymore I just have like Netflix which yeah. I find more annoying because when I just had regular cable I would turn it on and just leave it for background noise now that I have Netflix I feel I have to sit and watch what I am yeah, put on, everything you know, put on I have yeah everything to- a friend of mine said that um, they should have like
0: a setting that is just like something that could be on the background but I'm mainly focusing on my phone
1: exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly.
0: Um, yeah So like, is that something you do quite a lot then is that, like,
1: is that switch off sometimes Uh, it's hard now that I have a daughter she's nine so uh, especially like if I drop her off at school I come home. and I gotta switch off for a little bit but then it's usually I have band stuff to do or I have to go to try to work out or whatever all that crap you know cool man
0: Um, so then the last question I'm gonna ask you Oh, actually no. Before that, yeah. would you be good on a desert island? Would you
1: would you go crazy, or do you think you'd embrace it? I talk to myself all the time, so I'm I'm pretty good. Yeah, yeah. good <laughs> with your own, yeah. like you know. Could be I do like solitude a lot. You know, it's like like when there's if if my wife goes when my wife goes to work and my daughter's in school, and I travel to school, and my mother-in-law stays at my house sometimes. To you know, when I'm away on tour, usually she's there, but she's there sometimes when I'm home and when she, if she's not in the house I come like home. there's no one in the house I fucking love it yeah I'm like oh, I can finally just relax you know yeah yeah I get it yeah, yeah. like sometimes you
0: just need your, like time to be you
1: yeah So I always feel on edge if somebody's in the house It's I think it's because of the way my father used to like on the weekends you know when you're a kid on the weekends oh we're just gonna go fuck around my dad would be like you know the grass needs cutting you know garbage has gotta go out here so I'm like I gotta be doing something When somebody's looking at me I have to be <laughs> working yeah.
0: um, okay so uh, last question is uh, like a special that I'm doing uh, for this, this uh, festival. Uh, so, if. So, you basically on this island you come across a, a book. And in this book there's a spell, right? And this spell will make you go home instantly. Mm-hmm. But when you get home, all music is Nickelback. <laughs> Oh. Like, everything. Like, everything is Nickelback. Wow. Like, you watch Schindler's List. The music in the background is Nickelback. You're on hold on the phone, and it's Nickelback. <laughs> like, you go and see your favorite bands, and all the support bands, including them, are all playing Nickelback. Yeah. Wow. Would you, would
1: you go? That's a rough one. See, that's rough, because you get to see your family, but yeah, no man. Nickelback, Nickelback
0: is you, tough. You, you, you drive you nuts. You Why? Like them. Why do people
1: how are they so popular if everybody hates nickel back I don't know movie. I mean yeah. there was a comedian and he does this whole sketch about you know that uh, that chef with the white hair uh, 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 no, he diners no. drive-ins and dives oh. he has a famous show he goes all, all these good. shit dig gets like that. this guy makes a five six pound hamburger and oh, he goes right, to places yeah. like that you know he doesn't eat a, he just goes to these comfort food places and he's like, Why is everybody Guy Fieri is his name. He goes, Why is everybody picking on Guy Fieri? Blah, blah blah and he goes, while I'm at it, why are you picking on Nickelback? They're just making a bunch of bros happy. <laughs> 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 I like... mean like
0: I'm not I'm not a fan. But I don't I'm not I don't <laughs> but I mean like
1: yeah to uh... me it's like everything on the radio. I just don't you know, it's there. It's more like really it's more to. like
0: it would be relentless, you know, yeah. regardless of the of the band it would be. I, mean, tough. I think it would be
1: the same no, I can't say it would be the same with everything because it wouldn't. No. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. So, uh, you think you'd do it? Uh, I think I could sacrifice for my, uh, to see my family to hear Nick I'd sadly just never have to listen to music anymore. <laughs> It'd just be one of those background things.
0: Yeah, yeah you usually get used
1: to it, I suppose.
0: Uh, yeah, fair enough, man. Um, cool. Well, thank you so much for being on. It thank an you. Absolute fucking pleasure. Cheers dude. Thanks, man.
2: Thank you. Are
0: you You're me? on a desert island, <laughs> you find a book, yeah. I, and this book has uh, a spell in it, uh-huh. and that spell takes you home, but when you get home, every step you take, and every breath I make, votes for Brexit. <laughs> what? Do you do it? I a chicken. Um, I but I will be back <laughs> you'll be back
2: home I will be I mean, back where
0: where do you want to be
2: yeah um I don't know, but I was thinking about Vienna, because... Yeah, that's what you live. Yeah. <laughs> so, I could be back in Vienna.
0: Yeah, but you vote for Brexit every single
2: time. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, but... How
0: many votes for breakfast are
2: <laughs> Yeah, uh, I see your point, but I definitely would go... No, nah, right? you're an ass. <laughs> yeah, Why maybe. are my friends with you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I just think about myself, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. I
0: uh, I mean like, to an extent I understand, um, um, but yeah, yeah so you wouldn't, you wouldn't do
2: it? I would totally do it. I wouldn't stay any How minute long you, on this fucking like island. An
0: insane amount of votes for breakfast. <laughs> <Yeah>. Breakfast? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: I would totally vote for breakfast and <laughs> then afterwards I would vote for... Uh, bre- Brexit. You know... Um, There's a lot of Brexit votes. It is, but is that bad? <laughs>
0: Off your fuck! Off your fuck!
2: Is he really dead, man? Ah, oh, you don't understand, man. You were there. Talking about. your Sophie. Questions.
0: You're on a desert island. You find this uh, this book, and this book has a spell in it, and that spell takes you back home. But every time you open your mouth, you do a huge fart. Every single time. Big, loud, smelly fart. Aggressive fart
2: big difference <laughs> dude do, do you go back and <laughs> You know, I don't really think it would make much of a difference. Because <laughs> I kind of freaking fart a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I mean like, it's big, loud and smelly. It overtakes anything.
2: Big, loud and smelly. Yeah,
0: and it overtakes anything you say. So you just like, you go to say something, you don't get involved in the conversation. It's like, it's just too loud. You know, like, overtaking what you're saying.
2: You know what would be way worse? Being on an island and no one could smell it. That's true. So I'd rather go home and everyone house has to smell like smelly farts. Yeah, that's uh, true. But I mean like you
0: say you'd like everyone likes their own I don't know if everyone likes their own smell. But like maybe not. Do you like
2: your own smelly farts? No But the thing is that it would distinct the, the like the people that love me the most from the ones that don't because if they can smell my farts, they can also smell my good sides. <laughs> Which is when I can talk out of my ass. <laughs> Because that's what we're doing, right? Yeah. If um, I smart I out of my <laughs> mouth, I'm going to speak out of my ass. Yeah, I mean,
0: uh, yeah, maybe.
2: There you go. I would go I imagine, to my imagine, imagine how
0: irritating that <laughs> would be. Toilet visits will be much more confusing. Ooh,
2: but you said only the smarts.
0: Yeah. Only smarts?
2: Yeah. The only the smart like, <laughs> Only the smart farts. <laughs> the smartest You said of only fart. the farts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See, if
2: I'm going to turn it around, oh, that's when it's going to be tricky. No?
0: Yeah, uh-huh. Now, no, where do you, when, now what's going down there? Do you shit out of your mouth? Or?
2: I mean, I like, I also like my ass, kind of. So. <laughs> oh, it was...
0: It's a win-win. You know well. that
2: meaning when you say, like, talk to my ass? Yeah. I feel like I can take that literally.
0: Uh, that thing? That <laughs> 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 cool. I yeah.
2: think. I'm, you are yeah? <laughs> yeah. Nice one. I go! <laughs> Ren. <laughs>
0: so, on this island, you find a magical book.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And this book has a spell in it. Uh-huh. And the spell takes you immediately back to the UK. Uh-huh. But every step you take is one vote for Brexit. Do you do it? Every step that I take is another mistake to you.
1: is more than I can take.
0: Hello Monica. Hi. So if you are on this desert island all alone. Okay. You find a book. Okay. That book has a smell in it, which transports you back home. Okay. But when you get home, all music is Nickelback, like everything. Like are you, you trying to kill me? If you watch like any film, all the background music is going to be Nickelback. If you're on the phone, the whole music is going to be Nickelback. Okay. Like any music, any, you go to a gig, all four bands are playing Nickelback. The acoustic guy on the side is playing Nickelback. People are whistling Nickelback in the streets.
2: You're just to be Big Would you would you do it? No. No. No, I, I would kill myself before doing that.
0: So you'd rather spend the time on Desert Island. Yeah. Soy. yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> no.
1: Thank you for listening to Desert Island Punks. See you next week.